You are listening to a Cold Lake Community Church podcast. We hope today's message inspires you. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families connect. Well, once again, I want to say happy Resurrection Day. Glory to God, amen. And um, I decided, well, I shouldn't say I decided, me and Jesus, we decided that we were going to talk on this today and the importance of it and focus in on it and uh, just do a little teaching on it, amen? How many know that we can get more out of the Word of God today than we did yesterday? Amen? Do you know that when we put some focus on things that we can learn from it? Amen? You know, the word of knowledge is progressive, you know. We start out learning a little bit, but the Lord, as we get into the word, the Lord builds on that and builds on that, and uh, we come to a greater depth of understanding. Amen. Glory to God. Oh, I'll tell you. The word of God is so precious. You know, I'm a mechanic by trade, and uh, one of the first things I would do if I was fixing a vehicle, and, uh, you know, unless I'd done it you know, numerous times and had a full knowledge of it, one of the first things I would do is I would go to the manual, the service manual, that would tell me how to take something apart and put it together correctly. You know, because the end goal was that the thing would work properly when I'm done. Amen? I didn't want, uh, you know, when I work on something, I didn't want my name spewed all over the place as being somebody who didn't know what they were doing. So the very first thing I would do is go to the manual. Well, this is the book of life. This is the manual of life. And uh, you and I need to get in this manual to get proper direction to see how it all unfolds. And what we're to be doing. Amen? I mean, where else can we go? Yeah. Who, who, who else has a truth? Do you remember the disciples said that? Jesus, after he'd preached a pretty strong message, they all left and he turned to his disciples and said, are you going to go too? And Peter said, well, where would we go? You, you alone have the words of truth. Right. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. I can tell you're already getting excited. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Well, let's, talk, let's uh, go into our word today. We're going to read some scripture, right? Because after all, that's important. And I want to just, first of all, I want to just read from the scriptures, uh, showing Jesus's, what Jesus had to say about um, his death and resurrection. Okay? Let's go to Matthew 17 and 22. Praise the Lord. Matthew 17, 22. And while they abode there in, in Galilee, Jesus said unto them, The Son of Man shall be betrayed into the hands of men, and they shall kill him, and the third day he shall rise again. Hallelujah. And they were exceedingly sorry. Evidently they didn't understand yet, did they? Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9 and 31. Mark 9:31 For he taught his disciples and said unto them The son of man is delivered unto the hands of men and they shall kill him and after that he is killed he shall rise the third day Amen Luke chapter 9 We're establishing this with three witnesses for sure aren't we Let everything be established by two or three witnesses the Bible says 22 9:22 Luke 9:22 
saying, this is Jesus saying, the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be slain and be raised the third day. So from these scriptures, we can definitely see that it was the will of God that our Lord would live on this earth, but that he would fall into the hands of men and be crucified. Amen? And also that he would rise from the dead. Now you have to remember, you see, the Bible says that they were exceedingly sorrowful. The disciples, they didn't understand this at all. Did they? They didn't have a clear picture of this, did they? I mean, why would they be sorrowful if they understood that in three days Jesus was going to raise from the dead? Amen? They had a, they had a vague sort of idea of what Jesus was talking about, but not to the depth that, that, that our Lord was uh, getting over to them. Amen? Now, let's go over to Matthew, back over to Matthew again, and we're going to just do some reading on uh, this resurrection here. Amen? Because after all, we are going to emphasize resurrection day. Amen? And what it means to us. Hallelujah. 28.1. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn towards the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake, and the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angels answered and said unto the woman, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which, is cru which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he had said. Come see the place where the Lord lay. And go quickly and tell the, his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you unto Galilee. There shall you see him. Lo, I have told you. And they departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear and great joy and did run to bring his disciples' word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, All hail. And they came and held him by his feet and worshipped him. Then said Jesus unto them, Be not afraid. Go tell my brethren that they go, that they go to, unto Galilee, Galilee, and there shall see me. Amen. Let's go over to Mark. Mark chapter 16 and 1. And when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Solomon, uh, had brought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him. And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came unto the sepulcher at the rising of the sun. And they said among themselves, Who shall roll us away the stone from the door of the sepulcher? And when they looked, they saw that the stone was rolled away, for it was very great. And entering into the sepulcher, they saw a young man sitting on the right hand, clothed in a long white garment, and they were afraid. And he said unto them, Be not afraid. Ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen. He is not there, here. Behold the place where they lay, laid him. But go your way and tell his 
disciples and Peter, that he goeth before you unto Galilee, there shall you see him, and he, and he saith unto you, as he saith unto you. And they went out quickly and fled from the sepulchre, for they trembled and were amazed, neither said they anything to any man, for they were afraid. Now when Jesus was risen early the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he cast seven devils. And she went and told them that had been with him as they mourned and wept. And when they had heard that he was alive and had and been seen of her, believe not. They were having a problem believing that, weren't they? After that he appeared onto, after that he appeared in another form. Jesus did some miraculous things, didn't he? Unto two of them as they walked and went into the country. And they went and told it unto the residue. But neither believed they them. See, they were having a, the disciples were having a hard time believing in the resurrection, weren't they? I mean, after all, it, it is something quite, I mean, it's marvelous that somebody would die and be raised from the dead, amen? Hard to believe, isn't it? And you know, today, it's, it's still hard to believe for some, isn't it? Even, even right today, there's people that have a hard time believing in the resurrection. They can believe in, you know, that Jesus was just a nice, nice guy, a prophet. But to believe that he rose from the dead is a, is, a, is a totally different thing. Amen? And as we go along, we're going to focus in on that and we'll learn more about it. Let's go over to Luke. Glory to God. Go to Luke. Dr. Luke. Luke 24. Start in 1. Upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulchre, bringing the spices which they had prepared and certain others of them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulchre. And they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead. He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered unto the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. John. Over to John chapter 20, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. It's good to read the word, isn't it? 17, Jesus says unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended unto my Father, but go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my Father and to your Father and to my God and your God. Wow, some precious words there, amen? Amen? Jesus said to her. Now you see, Jesus hadn't, this is, this, he'd come out of the grave, but he hadn't gone been, to, been to with the Father yet. He hadn't received a glorified body yet. Amen? That's why he said, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended unto my Father. But go unto my brethren and say unto them, I ascend. See, he's going to ascend now. I ascend. This is the future. I ascend unto my Father and to your Father and to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things unto her. Then the same day at the evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut... When the disciples were assembled for the fear of the Jews, so they're all gathered together. I mean, they're, they're, they're fearful of things now that's been going on, right? 
And then here, look at this now. Jesus came and stood in the midst and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had so said, he, he showed unto them his hands and side. And they and the disciples were glad, and they saw the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So this was a time period between Jesus' talking to Mary and Jesus ascending unto the Father and Jesus coming back. Amen. And, uh, of course, they got evidence to see his side and his hands and stuff. Amen. So there's a lot of evidence here. There's a lot of evidence of Jesus being raised from the dead. Amen. In fact, if we go to Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 15, 6, it says that he was seen of more than 500 after he was raised from the dead. So sometimes we forget this. Sometimes we just get this little idea, you know, that Jesus just rose out of the grave and poof, he's gone. But that's not what happened. See, there was a lot of people that saw our Lord and Savior after he came out of the grave. Hallelujah. There's a lot of evidence of Jesus being raised from the dead. Amen? And this is something that as we read it and begin to dive into it even deeper, you know what happens, brothers and sisters? Faith starts to rise. Because of this word that has been spoken to us, faith begins to rise in our resurrected Lord. That's why it's so important to read the word. Because it reinforces and strengthens. Even if you've read this a hundred times, you read it 101, the Lord can show you something more. It'll build you, strengthen you. You see, we have to feed our man, right? We have to speed, feed the spirit man. And Jesus said in John 6, 63, my words, they are spirit and they are life. So the word of God that we're reading to you now is actually feeding your inner man, making you stronger, causing you to grow, giving you greater understanding. Because this is very important. See, Jesus said, in John 11 and 25, he said, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. And do you remember what he said? He said, you know what? Because I am the resurrection and the life, he that believeth on me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. See, that's you and me. That's you and me. We were dead. We believed on this resurrection, and now we're alive. And as we go along, we're going to put this all together. And we're going to see some of it from the Word of God, how that it's very applicable to us. Hallelujah. Let's go over to uh, Romans, the sixth chapter. We're going to get over into the epistles here. Because, brothers and sisters, these are, the, these are the letters written to the New Testament church. These are the letters written to you and me, inspired of the Holy Spirit, to give us instruction and guidance. Romans chapter 6 and 3. Know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus, were baptized into his death? Therefore we are buried with him in by baptism unto death, and like as Christ was, rise, was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. You remember Jesus, and he used an analogy that was, was, was you know, we all understand. He said, except a kernel of wheat fall into the ground and die, to abide it alone. Except this wheat die, goes in the ground and dies, it abides alone. 
But if it dies, goes into the earth, dies, what does it do? Brings forth fruit. Newness of life. You see, when you were, uh, when you were dead in your sins and your trespasses, and then you got a hold of the word of God and got born again, you raised from the dead in newness of life. A new man. The Bible says that you were a new creature. Newness of life. Resurrected life. Amen? You see, Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection is the very center of our faith. It is the very core of our belief. It's the very essence of who we are. Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection is who we are. Amen? I mean, well, let's read on. I want to get ahead of myself. Hallelujah. Let's go over to 1 Corinthians. And Father, we do thank you for opening up your word to us and just speaking to our hearts today. We thank you for the precious Holy Spirit that's revealing your truth to us. He's the great teacher, the great comforter. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. 1 Corinthians 15 and 12. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the, de from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? And, of course, we understand from the, reading the Scriptures that there was a group of people called the Sadducees. And these Sadducees, the reason they were so sad, you see, is because they didn't believe in the resurrection. Can you believe it? A group of people, they, believe, they did not believe in the resurrection. They did not believe in angels or demons. And they, and that's why we always say, that's why we use that, you know, if we want to remember them, it's because they were so sad, you see, because there was no resurrection. Well, you'd be sad too. <laughs> I mean, you'd be walking around like you ate a pickle. Hmm? If you didn't believe in the resurrection. Amen? They were a, they were a, a sad bunch. But... If there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? Now just think of that for a second. Let that sink in. Christ didn't rise from the dead. What if that happened? What if that were true? And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain, and your faith is vain. So if there's no resurrection, what you believe today is stupid. You might as well head to the bar, man. Have a good time. If you're believing that there's going to be something good happening to you and you don't believe in the resurrection, it means nothing. If there was no resurrection, it means nothing. Your, your beliefs would be in vain. And you would be very sad. You wouldn't have the joy of the Lord, which is your strength. You see how some of this all starts to tie in? Something starts to go on inside us here? You see, it's not phony at all. It's not you and I trying to work it up. It's an actual change in, in our spirit man and begins to bring, this all begins to, begins to bring to light. And we are actually different. We're actually recreated. Because of what? Because of what? Oh, that's a little weak. We can do better than that, folks. Uh, because of what? The resurrection. the resurrection. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you for the resurrection. 
Okay? And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain, and your faith is also vain. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he hath raised not, if be so that dead is not risen. So in other words, they testified to Jesus' resurrection, but if that's not true, then there was a falsehood in their lives, wasn't it? They were liars, in other words. For if the dead raise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. We are yet in, you are yet in your sins. Now just hold your spot for a second there. Let's go over to, <clears throat> let's go back over to Romans chapter 10. So just hold your spot in 1 Corinthians there. Go back over to Romans chapter 10. Look at this now. Remember I said that Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection is the very essence of our faith. It's the very foundation, the very core. Okay, let's go to 8. We'll start at 8. But what say it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is, the word of faith which we preach. That, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead. What? Raised him from the dead. There's that resurrection again, isn't it? Raised him from the dead. What? Thou shalt be saved. I'm, I'm telling you, the resurrection, believe in the resurrection is pretty important here, isn't it? We don't want to stumble over this, folks. Amen? Okay, let's go on. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto, unto salvation. Levin says, For the scripture saith, Who shall believeth in him shall not be ashamed. Whosoever believeth in that resurrection, believes in that newness of life, shall be saved. Resurrection is pretty important. This is resurrection day. Because of this day, you and I have newness of life. We have a new home. It's heaven. Glory to God. Thank you for our new home, Father. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I know, Lord Jesus, you said you went to prepare a place for us. It's being prepared for us. Well, it's going to be a wonderful place, brothers and sisters. My, my, my. The Bible says it hasn't even entered into our hearts. We can't even really imagine it. We can't figure it out at all what the good, thing, the good things that our Father has for those who love Him. These are all things we got to look forward to. Amen? We see Him with the eyes of faith, don't we? And the more we read the Scriptures, the more of a glimpse we get. If you've never read the Scripture before that we just read, all, in fact, all these Scriptures that we read, you might have been a little short-sighted. But as these Scriptures begin to get into your heart, you begin to get a bigger vision. You begin to see a bigger picture. You begin to see how important you are to heaven. You see, you're just not some old worm that was saved by grace. No, no. You're a precious person. Precious in the sight of the Lord. And when you go home to be with the Lord, the Bible says that precious is the death of his saints in his sight. It's precious in his sight. I mean, the rapture could take place. We're going to talk about that too. Hallelujah. We better get going, eh? <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay. Let's go on. And if Christ be not risen, your faith is in vain, you are yet in your sins. 18 says, Then you're also which are fallen, then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ perish. See the ones that went along before you? The ones that knew the Lord Jesus? If Christ didn't rise from the dead, they're done. 
If in this new life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Interesting. You see, if our hope, if your hope is just in the sort of idea of Jesus, you're going to be miserable. You have to step off in it and start believing what was done, the resurrection, the death, the burial, and the resurrection. Because Paul says, if all we believe in the, in the concept of Jesus, we're most miserable. You see, this is why. You know, you know, you know this, is, this is the problem with other religions. You know, Buddha might have been a nice guy, but he's dead. And he hasn't risen from the dead. So if your hope is in that concept, you're going to be miserable. Because there's no power in that. Muhammad might have been a wonderful man. I don't know him. But he's not around. He's dead. He didn't raise from the dead. Jesus rose from the dead. And because of his resurrection, we rise. Hallelujah. Now we're not men most miserable. We're men of joy and gladness. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Because Jesus rose from the dead. And you and I also rise from the dead. Praise the Lord, I'll tell you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, let's go over. Oh, no. Hang on. I'm supposed to go a little farther, I believe, here. Yes. Um, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, if we have just our hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. You see, Jesus has preeminence in everything. Do you remember in Colossians? In fact, I wonder if we should just pop over there quick. Colossians. Uh, 18, 1 and 18, talking about Jesus. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn of the dead. Jesus is the one who paid the price. He's the firstborn from the dead. You know your number's in there too? My number's in there? You know what I mean by that, don't you? Because we've been born from the dead. All those that have received Jesus have been born from the dead. You were dead in your sins and trespasses, but now you're alive. Because you believe in Jesus. You believe in the resurrection. You believe in what, that God, that he was born of a virgin. He died, rose again, victorious, over hell, death, and the grave. You believe that. And because of that, you have newness of life. He is the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have what? Preeminence. Or be given first place. Or that he is, he is the head of it all. Amen? Jesus is the head of it all. But now is Christ then risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. So in Adam, all of us met death. But in Jesus, all of us can have life. Hallelujah. You see in it? Praise God. For as in Adam all died, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, afterwards they that are Christ at his, at his coming. 
You do believe in Jesus' coming, do you not? Hallelujah. I'll tell you. Amen. Now you do realize that there's more than one coming, right? There is a coming, which we call the rapture, where Jesus will... In fact, let's read. Let's read first. Amen? Hallelujah. First Thessalonians chapter 4 and 13. Okay? But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. That's those that have gone on to be with the Lord Jesus before us. And so not, even as others which have no hope. Because there are, there are people out there that have no hope. Remember, we talk, remember at the beginning of the service? We can rejoice because we have hope. Well, some others don't. And the Lord's concerned about them too. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, well, there's that resurrection again. Even so them which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of our Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with the shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Praise the living God. This is where we get the rapture. This is when we talk about the rapture. The rapture, what we're talking about is we're talking about Jesus coming in this, fam, in this fashion. And we which are alive and remain at his coming will be caught up with him. See, our bodies will be glorified. But we will be caught up after the dead in Christ rise. You see, they're not living in the ground as a spirit person, but they're with Jesus. They come back and they pick up their, their body. And it's glorified. And that glorified body is going to rise from the dead first. And then you and I are going to change. And we're going to be caught up. And you know why this is? This is because of the resurrection. We rise too. <laughs> Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, this is, the, you know, this is the, what we call the rapture of the church. This is what we call the, the, ta the taking away of the church. Now we know there's another coming. The Bible talks about the great and terrible day of the Lord. That's a different coming again. In fact, in Joel it talks about it. And in Zechariah it talks about it. And you know Jesus is going to come back. He's going to come back with his saints. And his feet are going to touch down on that mountain. It's the Mount of Olives. And that mountain is going to cleave in two. And Jesus, when he comes back that way, it's going to be a pretty powerful or ordeal. And, the, and, and you know what? The Bible says that even part of that mountain is going to go north and part of that mountain is going to go south. It's going to cleave in two and then it's going to go poof. There's a lot of power there. And then that valley will be opened up. That's the great and terrible day of the Lord. That's a different coming. That's not the coming for you and I. Hallelujah. God's got some good things for us, brothers and sisters. Do you think he... Uh, isn't watching out over us? Uh huh? You don't think his daddy, your daddy's looking after you? Hallelujah, of course he is. Amen? Why would he give us over to wrath? It's exciting. It's exciting when we understand what the Lord is going to do. 
And the Bible says, in fact, if you go down to 18, it says, wherefore, comfort one another with these words, because people need comforting. You and I, we need comforting over this. In fact, that is, you go to comfort, it goes up to, or exhort, if, if you look in your margin, and that's a strong encouragement or urge, urging one another, come on, let's look at this. Let's pay attention. This is what's going to happen. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. I'll tell you, I can tell by your smiling faces that you're really getting it. Hallelujah. But you know what? You know, brothers and sisters, we need to, we need to go over this more times than just once. You see, we need to let this sink in. You need to take your word and sit down and read it for yourself and begin to understand. You see, when, you know what happens when you begin to get this in your heart? Who can separate you from the love of God? Now you begin to understand what the scriptures say. Who could separate you from the love of God if this is going to take place? How could that be? Who, who or what could separate you from the love of God? Okay, then if, that can, if that's the case, then is, are you going to start to, are you going to be happy? Are you going to have joy? Are you going to be able to defeat fear? Are you going to let the enemy run all over you? Of course not. Because you begin to understand who you are. And instead of him being able to come upside your face and slap you one and, and tell you you're good for nothing and you're no good, you know, and, and all this, sit on your shoulder and tell you that you might as well go out and commit suicide because you're worth nothing anyway. What, you think God would ever do anything for you? I mean, after all, look at what you've done all your life. You're a loser, man. You think the devil never comes on your shoulder and says that? On anybody's shoulder and says that? Of course he does. But when you've got these scriptures, you say, oh, no, no, no. Mm-mm. Not listening to that at all, devil. I know who I am. I know that my father's coming back to pick me up. Right. Hey, oh, glory to God. Taking me to a better, making a house specially for me. And Satan, you'll be able to look at it from your pit and, and, and you'll envy it. Yeah. You'll envy my house. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When you're burning down there in the lake of fire. You see, that's where the devil and his demons go. Hell was never designed for mankind. It was meant for the devil and his, and his cohorts. Not for you and me. Not for mankind. Don't let the enemy come and tell you you're bound for hell. If you were bound for hell, you would have rejected the Lord Jesus and you wouldn't be in here. Hallelujah. No, no, your home's heaven. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's go over to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We're going to learn more about this. Are you excited about who you are? Are you excited about what's taking place in your life? Are you excited about the resurrection? Are we being to understand that not only Jesus rose, but you and I rose? Hallelujah. And we'll rise even in a greater fashion, right? Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 15. And uh, let's start at um, 39. All flesh is not the same. All flesh is not the same flesh. So don't ever let anybody ever tell you that you come from a monkey. But there is one kind of flesh for men, another of beasts, another of fishes, another of birds. Monkeys aren't men. You did not evolve from a monkey. That certainly would be a demotion. <laughs> Hallelujah. All flesh is not the same flesh. There is one kind of flesh for men, another flesh of beasts, another fish, and another of birds. There is also celestial bodies and there are terrestrial bodies. 
but the glory of the terrestrial one, the glory of the, uh, of the glory of the celestial one, the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, another glory of the stars, another, and, and, and for one star differeth from another star in glory. So, are, so also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption and is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body and raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Oh, glory to God. Hey, that's Jesus. That's who the last Adam is. Is Jesus, if you didn't know that. Amen? What an interesting bit of, a portion of Scripture here. There's a lot here about the natural person turning into a spiritual person, isn't there? There's a lot here about dishonor and honor. It's, it's, there's a lot here about being changed. There's a, there's, a, there's a changing that takes place, isn't there? Paul's talking about. Now let's go on here. Let's go to 1551. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Remember I said that we're going to change? If the Lord Jesus comes tomorrow, you're going to change. Your body's going to change. Do you remember we talked about Jesus? Remember Jesus? He came in in, 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 in the midst of his disciples. Like, first of all, there was Mary. Remember, Jesus said, don't touch me. I'm not, I'm not yet glorified. I was having to send it to my father. Do you remember when, when Jesus came in to his disciples and he said, listen, why don't you handle me? He says, you know, he says a spirit does not have flesh and bone. Yeah, he didn't say anything about blood, about his blood, did he? His blood wasn't there in his glorified body. There's no blood. The blood was shed. But the Bible says that he had a glorified body and that that glorified body, you could touch it and feel it. In fact, what did Jesus tell him? He says, do you have any meat? And he took a piece of broiled fish and he ate it with a glorified body. You're going to change, brothers and sisters. Do you remember Jesus walked right through the door? <whistles> Doors were closed, the Bible said. He came right in through the door. The Bible says he changed form. They didn't recognize him. He changed form. You're going to get a glorified body. Hallelujah. My glorified body is going to be a lot better than this one. You all got something to look forward to now, don't you? Huh? <laughs> well, hey. How are we going to be up there and hate the marriage supper of the Lamb if we can't ingest any food? If we can't drink any of the wine? We can't eat any of the food? See, have we thought about some of this stuff? Have we, or have we just got the Casper sort of idea? Float around on a cloud and play a harp. You know, I, th I think sometimes we get that implanted in us from just watching some silly throws, shows, and we don't go to the Word to counteract it and say, whoa, that's crazy. No, no. I'm going to get a glorified body. I'm going to be able to eat in heaven. I'm going to come over to your house and just see what kind of a steak you make. Amen? Oh, heaven's going to have good food. Don't ever think heaven ain't going to have good food. Huh? Heaven's going to have a lot of good, all kinds of good things. And you know what? We're going to get there because of what? The resurrection. Let's go on. <laughs> Glory to God. I'm getting excited already. See, the Lord could come tomorrow. It wouldn't bother me a bit. How about you? You see? I, you know, I've questioned myself days on this. 
If the Lord Jesus came today, would that bug me? Have you ever asked yourself that question? Well, I haven't had my babies yet. I haven't been married yet. I haven't got my old age pension yet, Lord. <laughs> Don't be taking me out of here before I get my pension now. <laughs> you see how silly we get? Huh? Uh, yeah, we, we only know no pensions. We won't be worried about that in heaven. And you know the Bible says that we don't marry or give in marriage, neither. There'll be, it'll be so wonderful up there, don't you worry about a thing. Don't you worry about, you just trust the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. It's going to be a great and wonderful place. Amen? Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, let's, read, let's start again. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be all changed. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the, for the trump shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So you want to live forever? You want to live and have... You, want, you found out the secret for mortality right here. Immortality. Here's the secret. Get in with Jesus. Get resurrected, and you live forever. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, let's go on. For when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God which giveth us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. You see where the resurrection is so important? You see what it means now? It's more than just getting up on a Sunday morning saying, thank you, Lord, for raising for the dead. We need to understand that because Jesus died and rose again, we do also. Resurrected life, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. And let's live in Resurrection Sunday every day. Resurrection Sunday every day. Get up in the morning and say, I want to thank you, Lord. You rose from the dead. Today, I'm alive in Jesus. In fact, the Bible says that you're gathered together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Wonderful. So here's what the Bible says. 58 says, Therefore, my brethren... That's you and me. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So when you decide to follow Jesus, that's not in vain. When you decide to die out to sin and live for Jesus, that's not in vain. When you decide to call up your neighbor and bring him over a bowl of soup because they're not feeling well, that's not in vain. Amen? When you come to this assembly and raise your hands and worship the Lord and sit down to listen to His Word so that you can grow, that's not done in vain. The Lord Jesus is the one who keeps the books. He keeps an account. He keeps a good record. And for you and I, whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life, this is all very pertinent. And we can depart from this place today and we can go home and we can just rejoice in the goodness of God. 
And we can just tell our friends and our family and those around us how that Jesus died and rose again for us, but not only for us, for you, brother, for you, for whoever. He rose for you. The sin problem's dealt with. We just got a heart issue. We just need to turn our hearts over to the Lord. Sin's been fixed. It's done. It's fixed. It's done. It's all been covered. Mankind just needs to receive the gift that overcomes it. And that's Jesus. Amen? Glory to God. Don't let the devil walk on you. Don't let him tell you things that aren't true. Get in the Word. Come at him with the Word of God. Use the precious name of Jesus. Put the blood of Jesus over you and your household. Refuse to refuse to allow the enemy to come in and destroy you. Hallelujah. Because Jesus rose from the dead. We rise also. Amen. Glory to God. Ernie, if you've got something you can play here, that's fine. I, I, first of all, before we, uh, before we open the altar up, we're, we're going to open the altar up just for prayer. Just to, if you want to come up and just, you know, just spend some time with the Lord, that's fine. If you've got some needs, we've we got guys and people here that will come up and we'll, we'll pray with you. But I, I want to I reach out to those of you who maybe, I don't know everybody here, and you've been hearing some things today about Jesus and uh, about going to heaven, about missing out on hell. See, there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. I, I, I'd like to just you know, give the opportunity for anybody here who doesn't know Jesus. You, you've never met this Lord and Savior that we're talking about. You've heard about him. You've come to church a few times, but you'd like to meet him. I, I'd like to offer uh, an opportunity to be able to lead you to Jesus. So, well, when the prayer group, the prayer group they can come up now if you want. Um, you just come on up and uh, you come see me or any one of the other prayer people about any of, the, any of those needs, including meeting Jesus. And you know what? You know, the Lord Jesus, and, and I know sometimes we get a little shy about some of this stuff, but do you know something, brothers and sisters? Jesus wasn't shy when he went to the cross. I mean, he stood before everybody, took all the punishment that he could take, all that was delivered to him, he took it all, and he did it publicly. Publicly, he made a de declaration of his commitment and love to the Father. I think it's only fitting that you and I would come forward publicly to make Jesus Lord of our life, to make him our Savior. Amen? Don't be shy. If you've got any, any need, come. If you want to meet Jesus, you come. Praise the Lord. Come on up and just, if you want to spend some time with the Lord, and, you know, just, I don't know, just sort of get closer to him. Whatever. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's, we just do that, right? We just want to, we just want to wrap our arms around him and say, Lord, hug on me a bit. Amen. God bless you. You have yourselves a wonderful Easter. Keep in mind how much Jesus loves you and the price he paid for you. How much our Father loves you and the home he's building for us, the place he's preparing for us. Amen. God bless you. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to a Cold Lake Community Church podcast. We hope that you've been blessed by this teaching from Cold Lake Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families connect.